I found this great story about how good news can change quite a few things in our lives. So this story comes from Australia, and it is, um, this was a few years ago. So during the first half of the year, Australia experienced an extreme drought and followed by devastating brush fires and heavy rainfall that brought massive flooding. Next came the pandemic, with people not coming into the lab or staying only long enough to conduct their experiments. We lost our sense of interpersonal connection. Then, in July, our director, she shared that she had been diagnosed with a rare and aggressive cancer. In the wake of that devastating announcement, announcement one of the center's group leader, they suggested that we send our director weekly good news to keep her informed and to try to lift her spirits. One week later, we sent the first email. The rule was, no good news was too small to share. We reported the arrival of much needed new computers for the lab, and um, a few of the group leaders had been contacted by journalists for their expert opinion on the virus. And in the context of the pandemic, a student was submitting their uh, their thesis, that one in the news, a paper being published, a group leader securing child care spots for their children. The effect of, of this simple newsletter, which went to the group leaders as well as the director who had cancer, was profound. Many people responded saying they enjoyed this informal venue for learning about their colleagues' successes. The flood of negative news had kept us from noticing good things that were happening. Highlighting the positive moments didn't mean that we were ignoring the larger catastrophes, but it helped keep our spirits up. And I also realized, the author says, that prior to the newsletter, some group members didn't know about others' successes. So sharing these updates more publicly gave everyone a boost. And after a few weeks, we decided to broaden the re recipient list to include everyone at this center. The author goes on to say, these days we solicit good news every Wednesday and send out an email every Friday. The process and format are simple, no frills, making the newsletter sustainable. At first, he said he's worried that people might be hesitant to share updates that seemed insignificant, but the opposite has been true. They have been eager to highlight their endeavors and successes, big and small, professional and personal. Good news we've shared includes securing grants and fellowships, publishing papers, becoming parents, turning 40, and of course, growing roses on one's balcony. One of the colleagues wrote, I love good news time. It really is uplifting. The angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for the people, for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is the Messiah, 
the Lord. The angel had this great task of bringing the good news to the shepherds. They were the first ones to be told this really great news. And the choice of the shepherds is an odd one, to be sure. Maybe they were chosen because the last great king, David, had come from the fields being a shepherd before being anointed a king. Maybe it was because they were the least likely to get the news, and in telling them first, we knew it was a clue that it would be different if the first people were the shepherds to find out. And maybe it was because they would also be a symbol of our serving Savior. For whatever reason, the shepherds were told first. Who would you tell first? The shepherds, they were busy mingling and minding their own business. Being a shepherd was hard work and could be dangerous at times. Many lonely nights were spent in the field watching over their flocks. Several of them might gather around and tell stories to one another to break up the monotony of a long night. There was little indication of the story that would be told that night. But the night sky was broken that night in the most extraordinary way to the shepherds. Maybe the shepherds were telling one another their stories. Maybe it was, then it was interrupted by the greatest story ever told. The angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds. One could feel the dread of the shepherds, because sometimes it was not always good news. It was very frightening. And the glory of the Lord was blinding, but these shepherds, they aren't going to die. Instead, they would be the first ones to hear the greatest message ever spoken. The angel of the Lord encouraged them to stop shaking in fear, (laughs) so we do not need to be afraid. And then they bring the words, behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you this day, and born in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Can you hear these words? Glad tidings. It would normally translate into gospel or good news. And when we hear the gospel, we associate it with the message of salvation. So this announcement is a gospel message. The Savior has been born. This message would continue to be fleshed out in the life of Jesus, one that we have been witness to, one that you are familiar with. This gospel, this saving news, has been in effect your whole life. God has been with you your whole entire life in birth and will be with you in death and, yes, in the resurrection. So what is this good news? This good news is that you are claimed and named by our God. The good news is that God loved us so much that he gave us his son in the flesh 
God could stay remote and appear in burning bushes or in clouds and pillars of fire, but instead he comes as a human in the form of a baby for you and for me, which means God knows what it's like to be human. God knows that the world is full of catastrophes and heartache and violence and injustice. God knows what it's like when we are so desperately missing our loved ones this night. God knows what it's like to be afraid having a diagnosis that we just don't even want to think about on a night like tonight. Or caring for someone that we already miss and they're still in our lives. God knows all of these things. That's the powerful message. That's the good news. Big or small, God is in our lives. And God loves you. That's the good news. And the message wasn't just for the shepherds, of course, right? The message transcends the time that Jesus walked among us. This joyful message is for all people. This means that this glad tidings of great joy, this good news for all, is meant for us here today. It is also meant for us to take with us and to tell. Just like the angels, we get to tell people, do not be afraid. I have great news. So who would you tell first? Who will you tell first? I asked this question to one of the people I visited in the nursing home this week. I said, who would you tell first? One who is relying on her faith right now as she is recovering from a fall and from a wound and all of the things that our bodies go through as we age. Who would you tell first? this good news. She goes, wow, I, I've, I've never thought about it before. Have you thought about it? She said, well, I guess I'd probably tell, probably call my best friends and let them know. She said, for sure, my daughter. And then her daughter came into the room while I was visiting, and so I asked her too, who would you tell? She's like, oh my goodness, I've never been asked that. Well, I'm asking, who would you tell? Who gets to hear the news first? Her response was, I guess my kids. This question is for all of us. Who are you going to tell? And maybe the other question, very, very close to it is, who needs to hear this news the most. And we can start there. The story at the beginning of the sermon was just to highlight that little things can make a great impact. It can bring a community together. We get to share our lives with one another as God intended us to do. 
and by sharing this good news and other news in your life, it draws us closer and it brings us, um, brings us the smiles that we need in our lives. So like the lady said in that first story, we all love good news time. It's really uplifting, maybe even life-giving. Amen.